אוקיי. אוקיי, בטווח. בטווח אגן. אוקיי. So I want to share with you tonight a few stories about Reb Meir Zayens, but a very unique relationship with, and still has a unique relationship with the Rebbe. Uh, Rose, you want to come listen to the story? Come. Come listen to the story. You hear the story today? I'll tell you the story now. Come, Rose. Come. Come. Please. Come, Rose. Come on. Come on. Pass. Come on. So basically, um, there was a great, Torah giant who lived in Williamsburg and his name was Rabbi Fagenbaum and he was uh, he was often in Brazil where Rabbi Rabbi Zayens is from in order to collect money for his various Torah institutions and when Rabbi Meir and his brother were learning in 770 they used to visit him in Williamsburg And their father would send them letters to give to Rabbi Fagenbaum. In 1953, there was a, uh, the Korean War was, was in full swing. It was a war between North Korea and South Korea. And two and a half million people were killed. And uh, at that time, Northern Korea and South Korea were, were support, supported by the uh, United States and Russia, respectively. And... So uh, this survey Fagum I'm told Mayor Zion he said, "I'm thinking of moving to Brazil because I lost my wife and 11 children in the Holocaust, and I'm afraid that the war may reach here. So I'm really not sure what I should do. It was 1953, just this Holocaust survivor lost so many people in the Holocaust, so he wasn't sure what he should do. So the mayor said to him, "Listen to my advice. Go to the Rebbe and ask the Rebbe what to do." So he wasn't really into it, but the mayor continued to tell him this is the right advice. One day, this Serbe Fagenbaum calls the, uh, he calls up the mayor and tells him, please come to Williamsburg. And he says again how he has his doubts. And he says, I'm ready to go to the Rebbe. When does the Rebbe have a mincha? So he told him, Rebbe Davin's mincha every, every uh, weekday at 3.15. So then he said, Rabbi Fagenbaum said, the Rebbe actually knows me. And he explained that in 1946, he, uh, he had to talk to the Rebbe about some matters that were, per, that were relevant to America's only chinuch, to the, um, to the uh, uh, educational arm of Lubavitch that the Rebbe was uh, running in, was appointed to take care of by the previous Rebbe. And I visited then the previous Rebbe. The previous Rebbe said, go down and speak to my son-in-law in learning. So Rabbi Fagelenbaum said to Mayor, the Mayor Zayins, he said to him, you know what? I'm going to go to the Rebbe with you. If the Rebbe recognizes me, then it's worth talking, then I want to talk to him. 
If he doesn't recognize me, then I don't want to speak to him. That's what that was Rabbi Fagemam's decision was. So they this they decided they're gonna go stand together in the shul and upstairs in 770. And if the uh when the Rebbe will pass, they'll say Shalom Aleichem. If the Rebbe recognizes Rabbi Fagemam by the very first hello, so then he will ask to speak to the Rebbe. And if not, he's not gonna go and speak to the Rebbe. So he got to 770 at 3.05. Rabbi Fagemam is standing in the upstairs uh, shul in 770. Rabbi Meir is standing behind him. And a few moments pass, and the Rebbe enters with a siddur in his hand, in his hand, as the Rebbe would enter always with a siddur. And as soon as the Rebbe sees Rabbi Fagemam, the Rebbe says, Shalom Aleichem Rabbi Fagemam. Rabbi Fagemam was a person who was, in general, a very excitable person. And he didn't hear his shock. And he asked the Rebbe, how do you recognize me? It's been so many years. So, so the Rebbe said, what do you mean? It says in Tesis that uh, even Ama Aretz, even someone who's, who's ignorant in Torah, can rec- has a Tzviya sign, is able to recognize things, is able to just, not any specific sign, just with his eyes, able to, to remember something, even if he's ignorant. So uh, he's able to, like, the Gemara is talking about uh, um, the laws of ownership, and, and the Gemara says it, that everyone has on, on, their, on their own belongings a way of recognizing them, even without any specific sign. That says, so even if, in, the Tosa says, even an ignoramus can do that, so therefore, of course, I can recognize. Then um, the Rebbe continued to remind him about several things that they spoke about seven, seven years before. And after davening, he visited the Rebbe's room, and Rabbi told him he should not go to Brazil. Uh, Rabbi Fegemam, this caused great uh, respect from Rabbi Fegemam towards the Rebbe, and he listened to Rabbi's advice. In 1962, the mayor already began a textile company in Brazil, and he said, sell the textiles in Rio de Janeiro, the capital of Brazil. And once a week, he would travel from São Paulo to Rio for his business. During that time, or 50 years ago, there were Brazilian airlines that used very small airplanes that weren't such high quality. In a very short amount of time, unfortunately, there were several uh, airplanes that went down. And people that the mayor knew who uh, had had real difficult um, situations, landing in the water and crazy stuff. So the mayor was not sure what to do because he had to go to Rio once a month. And he was afraid to travel in a, in, in a uh, small airplane. If I remember correctly, there's a letter of the Rebbe where the Rebbe says in general not to go on an airplane which only has uh, one engine. Anyway, so he traveled to the Rebbe. He came into the Rebbe's room for private audience. And he told the Rebbe what he's worried about. When he finished... He asked the Rebbe what to do. Is it better that I should go to Rio by a, by a train, by bus, or by or by a ship? The Rebbe said you should go always with a plane. Always go with a plane. But be careful to take with you a Tanya. And that will protect. That's the best protection. The Rebbe added, even the, the flights from New York to Brazil Although they go in larger airplanes, 
you should also be take be careful, take with you what? Rosie, listen, what you what you take with him? A tanya. Is it taking a tanya with you will bring you great protection. So he went left out of the Rebbe's room and he went straight to the airport. And when he put on his seatbelt in the in the airplane, and they already made the announcement that we're taking off, he suddenly remembered that he didn't take a tanya with him. And he was uh, he was thinking he should leave the airplane and go back to Brooklyn and get a tanya. But it was too late to leave the airplane. So but he was thinking like, okay, it's it's he was under pressure. That was to take a tanya. On the other hand, it's a regular airplane. So he tried to calm himself down. It's a regular airplane, nothing to worry about. And uh, the um, the plane goes up, and 15 minutes after takeoff, he feels that one of the motors, one of the engines, is not working. He went over to one of the stewardesses and he said to him, What's she, he said to her, What's going on? It, it sounds like there's one of the engines is out. She says, Be quiet. Don't, don't, this is going to cause panic among all the, um, all the passengers. It's true. We're saying it's true. And we're, we're going to have to circle back and land again in New York because of what happened. So the plane landed again in Kennedy. And meanwhile, his brother uh, brought him a Tanya. I'm sorry, his brother-in-law brought him a Tanya. And after a few hours later, they were able to go again to uh, Brazil. Um, in uh, one year, the mayor visited uh, his brother-in-law, Rabbi Label Friedman, on Hanukkah. And he heard that the Rebbe is giving out Hanukkah gelt for children. So he went to 770 thinking maybe he'll also get Hanukkah gelt. And he stood there waiting in the uh, entrance of 770 in the lobby over there. And when the Rebbe went out of the shul together with Rabbi Groner, the Rebbe was, uh, the Rebbe asked Rabbi Groner, does Rabbi Groner, Rabbi Groner was carrying a big box. They were asked him, does he have a closed bag of, a closed uh, thing of dimes, a closed um, uh, container of dimes, which every closed container of dimes had 50 coins. So, because Rebbe wanted to give him Hanukkah gelt. Rabbi Groners told the Rebbe that he doesn't have any closed containers. He only has dimes, but not closed containers. So Rebbe made a movement with his head, and responded, ah, like, it's okay. The Rebbe put his hand into his pocket, and then he took a, a bunch of coins in his pocket, as if, like, you know, random amount of coins. He gave it to Rameir, and the Rebbe said, never said, this is Hanukkah gelt. And when he left, you saw, he counted the coins, it was exactly 50 coins, like the Rebbe had originally intended. They wanted a closed, a closed container of coins, of dimes, which have 50, 50 dimes in, in each. So then the Rebbe, um, at one occasion, the mayor went with his family to a private audience. The Rebbe said, you should have a long life and good years, and you should have all good your entire life. In, the mayor had the schus, had the merit of paying for the printing of many volumes of the Sichas. And I want to share with you a few items about his connection to that project. Um, 
he, Remeir himself felt that this was a great merit for him. And because he supported Kutasichas, he felt this was a great blessing for his business. He, um, there was once a lot, lot of audits going on in Brazil, in the, in the industry that he was in, in the textile industry, and he was afraid that they were going to also audit him as well. He was very afraid. He went to New York before Shoshana. He went over to the Rebbe by the Fabrinian, and he asked the Rebbe for a bracha. The Rebbe said to him, go to Rabbi Chadakov, give Rabbi Chadakov tzedakah, as much as he'll ask you to give, that's what you should give, and everything will work out. He went to Rabbi Chadakov, Rabbi Chadakov asked him to give $5,000. He gave $5,000, and everything worked out, and they didn't, all the other uh, colleagues that he had in the industry were audited, but he wasn't. The Rebbe once said to him, regarding a blessing for success in business, the Rebbe said to him like this, I received a request for a blessing in, for your business, and I'm going to quote to you what it says in this book called Levush Yisrat. Levush Yisrat says that a person should always hold, be very careful to give tzedakah and be, and be um, strong in the attribute of charity, and you should have a separate um, wallet, separate money pouch for charity, so that when somebody needs charity, you should be able to uh, give them right, directly from this from this uh, pushka, from this from this stucca container. And then they said, uh, then they concluded, I'll mention you at the resting place of my father-in-law for a blessing. He was once, Rebbe was once in the audience with the Rebbe and asked Rebbe for a blessing for a success in his business. This was when his business started to develop. As I was uh, speaking, Debra took out of his drawer $10 bills, $10 bills, and $10 bills, and $10 bills. Debra said, take these, these bills and change them to Brazilian bills and put the, this amount into your business, you'll be successful. And before Shoshana, 1980, Rebbe wrote to him, it should be in a good and auspicious hour and everything, and for sure you receive my participation of $1,100 for all of your family, and your merit in this world, the next world, for all of your family. So the brachas of the Rebbe, of course, were fulfilled, and uh, in one, one year, the mayor passed by the Rebbe before Shoshana. Before Shoshana is, of course, a very busy time by any Jew, of course, by the Rebbe. And whenever he would go in front of the Rebbe before Shoshana, in addition to giving his request for blessing, he also would give the Rebbe a sort of contract of how much charity he's going to give that year. So he gave the Rebbe this contract that he had written about what he's planning to give to support the printing of Kutta Sichas, the Rebbe Sichas. And when the Rebbe, when he saw him, the Rebbe asked him, do, is the contract for Lakuta Sichas here? So he says, it's here. The Rebbe said, is it according to the way, is it, the, use, the words the Rebbe used were, mine hasagas, which was roughly translated as, is it the way I want it to be? Is it according to my understanding? Did, did you make this according to the way you understand, in other words, or, or did, you, did you give stuck according to the Rebbe's uh, the Rebbe's perspective, what should be given? So, what should he answer? He didn't know what to answer. He just, he just smiled. The Rebbe did not smile. The Rebbe said, go into the base Medrash, go into the synagogue, 
right over the contract and come back from the side, meaning come back to, to, the, Rebbe, to the Rebbe from the side entrance. And I will, and then I will accept from you your request for blessing with your contract. He was shocked. It was before Shoshana, everyone's so busy, it's so serious. In the middle of the Rebbe's receiving all these requests for blessing, Rebbe tells him to go rewrite his contract. So he, re- he, re- he rewrote the contract and he added more stock than he had originally planned on giving. And when he came to the Rebbe, the Rebbe saw him, the Rebbe smiled and said, is everything okay? He said, it's okay. And I added to the amount. The Rebbe wished him a good sweet year. And on some Gedalia, the day after Shoshana, Rebbe Groner notified him that an answer came from the Rebbe um, and the Rebbe, regarding what the contract they had written to the Rebbe, the, the, the Rebbe's response goes like this. It says in the Medrash, says in the Medrash that in order to check someone's might, you should see the kind of stone they're able to carry. So the Rebbe said, according to his power, according to the mayor's power, he could lift a much heavier stone. In other words, he can give a lot more. So after coming down from the shock that right after Rosh Hashanah is again reaching out to him and telling him that he has to pay attention to what he's giving, uh, he calmed down, he wrote to the Rebbe that if his business will be successful um, this year, more than the pre- years before, he'll add a bigger amount. The Rebbe answered that same day and the Rebbe said, it's the opposite. In other words, he was telling the Rebbe, if things work out, I'll give more. The Rebbe said, Ibcha Mestabra. The opposite makes sense. First, add to the amount that you want to give, and then you will see that your business will be very successful. So it's unnecessary to say that that's exactly what happened. He made a decision already before that he's going to add, and his business that year took off in a, in a, in a major way. So as you see from the story how um, there's something that I ever saw that he needed to do and therefore, the Rebbe paid such attention to what he was, that decision of, of how much stock he was giving. And clearly, the Rebbe wanted to protect him and his business and to, and to bless his business. And therefore, the Rebbe um, initiated this, this conversation and, and told him to rewrite the contract. And the Rebbe said to, to, again, to consider giving more. And then even when he refused, he's like, well, if I can make more, I'll give more. The Rebbe's like, it should be the opposite. And, and Baruch Hashem... He listened, and Baruch Hashem brought him great success in his business. But I think there's something over here that we all could take a lesson from, that don't wait till Hashem blesses you and then give. But the opposite, you give and make a decision to give, and then Hashem will make it possible. And so those stories I want to share. Any questions or comments? All right. We have Freyle Chavach, Agut Tevach, Mashiach Tekevach, Agul Tekevach. Amen. Thank you.